quite sure, incidentally, that right now there's no shortage of bleeding hearts who are wondering exactly why I get so broken up at all about any of this. I can hear them now, as I've heard them for years. Space travel is just an expensive hobby. We have so many problems we haven't fixed here yet. How can we justify spending billions on rockets and science experiments when there are so many poor and hungry people still on Earth? And I'm supposed to sigh and say, that's true, and obviously I know those have to be higher priorities, except that would make me a liar. Yes, I want to do what I can to feed the hungry and help the sick and so on, but if we're being truth or dare, warts and all, soul-bearing honest here, well, if a genie showed up and handed me two choices, peace on Earth or cities on Mars within my lifetime, well, folks, I don't think my answer would be the one that wins me a Miss America crown. To some people, I'm sure that makes me the bad guy. And if so, fine. I'm the bad guy. This is part two of Vigatuto's discussion of the film Joker. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you should do that. So he gets chased by the cops in the subway and the cops accidentally shoot a guy and the crowd just beats the shit out of the cops. And Joker's Fuck like, yeah. It's so great. It's so amazing. Like, so here's the setup. So he gets called, right, to go on to Murray's show. They loved his clip. They loved laughing at him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets called from, like, a production assistant. He's getting ready while his coworkers bust in to both say they're sorry for his loss and also for that snitch to be like, oh, you didn't say anything to the cops, did you? Then he kills that guy. He's fully jokered out. He's got the makeup on. He's got the suit. He's got everything set up. And then he does his little his dance on the stairs to the pedophile music. And at the end of that scene, the cops see him. Arthur! And he just, like, looks back and just runs the fuck away from them at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, leading them on a chase scene through a packed fucking metro. And while they're pushing through, fuck, I don't know. He steals the mask off of some random protester who just, like, pushes him back into somebody else. He moves out of the way. That guy looks around and sees the guy who, like, pushed Arthur and just punches him in the face. So this fucking (laughs) full-blown brawl is breaking out while they're trying to chase him through these train cars. One of the cops pulls out their guns while they're chasing through the fucking car to get to Arthur. He's like, Arthur, stop! And one of the protesters just, like, sees this man with a gun, grabs it, like tries to wrestle it out of his hands he ends up shooting the guy and then all fucking hell breaks loose like the protesters just pile on to these these two cops oh yeah like like the fucking rats out of (laughs) that uh that uh game vermintide yeah vermintide it it is a little bit like vermintide but it's also like innocence a plague tale and it's it's fucking great. Like the fucking cops on the ground, like being held down and getting the shit beat out of him. And like Arthur exits out of one of the car doors, takes the mask off, and is just like fucking gloating and does a little dance next to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the scene directly before he gets to Murray's like production studio. And we hear on the radio while he's in like the makeup room or whatever. He hears on the radio, two cops are in critical condition today. Fuck yeah. You love to see it. Yeah, just the cops <laughs> getting the shit beat out of them is amazing. We need more of it in movies. <clears throat> to discuss something that I've been thinking about with this movie since I watched it is that the perspective it shows things from 
is so illiberal, like so anti-lib, because it has zero reverence for cops or people in authority and as we'll find out no uh, uh, reverence for fucking tv people yeah it, it views like wealthy people and establishment government people as just like pricks it, yeah. it's a class conscious movie and i don't know how the fuck todd phillips did that <laughs> well I, i'd like to wrap up the the final moment before we get into todd phillips and what i think is yes. where his brain was because um, i have my own theories i'd love to hear it let's let's get in here Okay, so he has this like building scene where first he's backstage and Franklin, it's so wonderful to meet you. I've been such a big fan for years. Can you introduce me as the Joker? And he watches his introduction. I think he suspected before, but I think it snaps into place that he's being made fun of. Yeah. That they don't want him there because they think he's funny. And he goes out and he has just the most amazing talk show introduction. He just goes out there and just does one of his full dance to applause. He just makes out with like the old lady (laughs) doctor. (laughs) This moment in the movie, it's like his fantasies have become reality. And he has become the person from his fantasies. And it's just sort of like, he is fully confident. Now that his meds have completely run out, which is the mo- message of this movie, uh, pills are for losers. <laughs> yeah, don't take your meds. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like fucking badass and confident. He goes on TV and does a cool ass dance and makes out with some old woman. It is just insane because it's like all the stuff we've seen from his like, delusions of grandeur have become real somehow in this moment but it's a short-lived moment because he quickly realizes that murray is there not because they enjoyed his comedy but because they wanted somebody to laugh at 100 percent. and the progression is there was some uncomfortable back and forth and joker's like let me tell you a joke i got my joke book knock knock who's there it's the police, ma'am. Your son's been hit by a drunk driver. He's dead. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, you cannot joke about that. Yeah, that's not funny, Arthur. That's not the kind of humor we do on this show. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, it's been a rough few weeks, Murray. <laughs> it is an amazing, like, edited sequence where like everybody's horrified and then like the lady doctor is like you can't joke about that and he, he's just like well you know comedy subjective <laughs> oh, it was just this horribly like outdated like bill burr early in his career type thing where like oh the conservative moms are trying to censor instead of the <laughs> it was so weird and I think you could, that's where you can really see the, the Todd Phillips showing through. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. That was him. And yeah, this is like, a, Reese was telling me before this discussion that this movie was apparently made by, a, like, Todd Phillips is apparently a fucking moron who made this movie to be like, you can't make offensive jokes anymore. And that <laughs> is wild as shit to me. Well, to be more precise, he made this movie to, you know, further his career, but his response to all of the outcry about it and why he switched and no longer does comedies, because he did The Hangover, which is 
wildly despised and <laughs> yeah calling that a comedy is a little generous but and exactly and so he him being is just like you can't tell jokes anymore that's why i made the joker <laughs> <laughs> which is ironically like a fucking hilarious movie it's his funniest movie but uh to finish up he has a back and forth where murray scolds him and joker starts unloading uh, I'm going to play the whole speech, even though I don't care it's a meme, I love it. Because it's a meme, but also it kind of hits just right, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. the sort of shit that Arthur would say, you know? It's a, it is a Neil Breen rant from one of his movies. It is a Neil Breen rant, but I also feel like I have a lot of sympathy for it. Like, it is somebody who has been pushed down his whole life just being like, you know what, fuck all y'all. My concerns, who I am matters just as much as all of you and i don't hurt people and i haven't hurt people like you have hurt people even though that maybe you know is not the best argument for joker to be making (laughs) i'm sure in general i was never i was never mean to people i just shot them Uh, (laughs) nobody's civil anymore you shot bad people and so it's this building moment where robert de niro going you're laughing people are dead and you're laughing and he just has this this final rant and i'll tell you this not everyone is awful you're awful me i'm awful oh yeah how am i awful playing my video inviting me on the show you just wanted to make fun of me you're just like the rest of them. You don't know the first thing about me, pal. Look what happened because of what you did, what it led to. There were riots out there. Two policemen are in critical condition. You're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing. Someone was killed today because of what you did. I know. How about another joke, Murray? No, I think we've had enough of your jokes. What do you get? I don't think so. When you cross I think a mentally ill loner with a it. society that abandons him and treats him like trash. Call the police, I'll Gene. tell you what you get. Call the police. You get what you fucking deserve. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> Bang. Bang. <laughs> Blows Murray's head off on te- live television. It's so fucking great. Like, let me explain. Like, when I watched this movie, the Iowa motherfucking caucuses was going on. (laughs) I was having my own motherfucking, like, Joker-ass moment. I was just like, oh, my God. I wish wish Murray was... Uh, we'll we'll see how we'll see if that gets left in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, it's so fucking true that like this movie, I think in a way that most movies don't get, is contemptuous of mainstream media figures in a way absolutely. that fucking horrifies the libs because they yeah, fucking absolutely. deify celebrity. It's so anti-cultural politics or whatever it's it's just so great to just see like this complete asshole who's respected just for like being a big name just like just just fucking die to like some weirdo the whole time when you're watching franklin's show it is the blandest bullshit that's being like spoon fed to these idiots the whole time. They're just like, Ann Smith is here with their new movie, Temptation. Yeah. And 
And like that's the whole thing. The fact that like this is the person who's moralizing is yeah. like so perfect. He brought this guy on to fucking humiliate him in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's like lecturing Arthur Fleck about morality. It's Yeah. Oh my god, it's like it's such a good scene. Uh, you have this this scene of like there's all these TVs that are just freaking out about the riots and reporting on uh, Murray Franklin's death and Franklin Murray. I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, Murray Franklin. You see Joker being taken away in a cop car and a riot is just going on around him. And there's this incredible final sequence where an ambulance driver rams into the cop's car you find out it's driven by the clown protesters they see it's joker in the car they like pull him out and they're all cheering him because they love that he's killed murray franklin (laughs) And, and he does like his face is all bloodied and he makes the joker smile with the blood and does this final little dance in front of all of them and that's the real like show in front of the audience that he wanted it's just like the joker fully self-actualized and then because it's a batman movie we see (laughs) (laughs) thomas wayne bruce wayne the whole family walking out of zorro and one of the clown protesters sees him and just like thomas wayne i'm gonna give you what you fucking deserve and and just blows him and his wife away you know, leaving Bruce Wayne there fatherless. And, you know, you get to see the creation of Batman. And honestly, you're rooting. You, it's it's such a fucked up scene because it's like, this is the origin of Batman. And like every other shitty ass motherfucking Batman franchise like series would have made this like a tragic moment. It's like, I lost my parents on that day or whatever, like his stupid voice sounds like in that movie. And in <laughs> <laughs> this one, you're just like, hell Yeah. Yeah, it rules that your parents are dead, bro. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Bruce. Your parents are assholes. It is absolutely the most overdone moment in all of comics is the killing of Batman's parents. Oh, yeah. Finally found the way to do it to keep it fresh where you're rooting for them to die. (laughs) Genius. It's genius. (laughs) Um, And then there's an interesting little coda to the movie epilogue the last scene like the penultimate scene this is like the encapsulation of what he has become in an interview with the psychiatrist at arkham asylum and he's he's laughing and she says do you mind telling me what's so funny the the final line that jack saint was talking about like you wouldn't get it mm. and then cut to joker running down the hallway uh, leaving blood pools on his footsteps. Yeah, heavily implying that he just fucking murdered his psychologist. Uh, 100%, 100% being chased by orderlies, and he looks like he's having the best fucking time. It's, it's very it's, Scooby-Doo. It is a motherfucking... It, I, exactly, Kay. I was going to say, <laughs> it's a motherfucking Scooby-Doo-ass chase scene where he goes down one end of the hallway, the orderly chases him, and then he comes back the other way, the orderly's right behind him. <laughs> It fucking rules. I think that some people look at it and it's like, they say it is very obviously leftist. And I think that 
there are a lot of good signifiers in that direction where of, of class consciousness, like Colton was talking about, it is very illiberal. But I also think that like it is very easy to get a read of this movie that it is kind of a very self-serving fantasy of a man who was already violent and letting whoever is watching the movie paint it in whatever way that they want. And I know that a lot of people say it is specifically a political movie. And I think it is not necessarily like leftist or anti-authoritarian. I think that the director and the writer's impulses lean that way, but he's just like trying to make a movie that you can imprint yourself upon and you can interpret joker however you want it's a motherfucking rorschach test baby and what i think is so interesting about this movie is that leaves it up like usually it's like who gives a fuck what the critics say about movies it's just like mob chipman is gonna talk about the marvel timeline it's like shut the fuck up who cares just watch the movie just enjoy the movie like talk about it with your friends and there's maybe some interesting informed academic deep dives that you can do but i would say that like 99 percent of criticism is just drivel yeah, but I think that it's interesting in this case that it it leaves the movie's legacy kind of up to the people fighting over it. And uh, I'll I'll turn it over to you before I kind of go a little further. But what do you guys think? Uh, so I I think that I I see what you mean about how it is something or Shack test. I think that the way that you're going to see the movie is going to depend on whether you sort of inherently think that we should be sympathizing with a protagonist in certain ways Mm -hmm. i think that the way the movie as you guys said before the movie is so illiberal the movie has these class conscious aspects to it i don't think you can get away from that personally uh because my reading on it has always been that this is a world where all the people who sort of like start wearing the clown masks they'd be doing that shit anyway but this is just a convenient current events icon that they can put themselves around like I don't know why the fuck the yellow vests wear yellow vests, but they'd probably be out there if why ever that was didn't exist, you know? Is that picture of, like, the firefighters with the Joker makeup real? I don't know. That's so <laughs> fucking funny, though. I, I did see a picture of some Spanish protests that they did have a Joker Jokerfication station where, <laughs> where the, you could get Joker makeup when you went to the protest. And that that looked 100% real to me. Uh, I think it is very much people who are already uh, the clown spin on it. Because I think that that is, that's the only perspective that I think can take the ball and run with it any amount of length. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that the Joker himself, I, I think that he, his, I think his big rant at the end is really telling about him. Uh, because he, he kind of talks like uh, a, a right winger. You know, he said, nobody's civil anymore. Mm. I'm not political. Like, shit like that. Like, that's <laughs> fucking, like, alt-right talking points. You're serious, aren't you? You're telling us you killed those three young men on the subway? Mm-hmm. And why should we believe you? You got nothing left to lose. Nothing can hurt me anymore. <laughs> My life is nothing but a comedy. Well, let me get this straight. You think that killing those guys is funny? I do. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. Comedy is subjective, Marie. Isn't that what they say? All of you 
the system that knows so much, you decide what's right or wrong the same way that you decide what's funny or not. Okay, I I think I I might understand that you did this to start a movement, to become a, a symbol. Come on, Murray. Do I look like the kind of clown that could start a movement? I killed those guys because they were awful. Everybody is awful these days. It's enough to make anyone crazy. Okay, so that's it. You're crazy. That's your defense for killing three young men? No. They couldn't carry a tune to save their lives. Oh, why is everybody so upset about these guys? If it was me dying on the sidewalk, you'd walk right over me. I pass you every day and you don't notice me. But these guys, what, because Thomas Wayne went and cried about them on TV? You have a problem with Thomas Wayne. Yes, I do. Have you seen what it's like out there, Murray? Do you ever actually leave the studio? Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves? They don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys. That we won't werewolf and go wild. You finished? I mean, there's so much self-pity, Arthur. Even though everything that has brought him here is his anger at a capitalist system, but he never identifies systems. So he's just lashing out at the people that he thinks have wronged him, which is why he prioritizes a fucking like TV show host, <laughs> which is just like, <laughs> it's, it's an awesome it's, scene, but it's like ultimate culture war shit. That's so dumb. Do you imagine just like Bill O'Reilly just going on the fucking <laughs> today show or some shit? Or no, who would it be? Stephen Colbert show? You get what you fucking deserve. (laughs) (laughs) I actually can really easily imagine that. Yeah, see, like the joke is kind of a dipshit in a lot of ways. Um, but the the angry like proletariat masses around him, I feel like their nature. It's hard for me to to see it as sort of anything except for left-wing at least anti-capitalist in nature and um he's sort of like an accidental revolutionary hero because he's like yeah come on murray do i look like the guy that could inspire anything yeah like to to me joker would be doing what he was doing even if the crowd wasn't there and vice versa they -hmm. just sort of are existing at the same time because this system creates mass unrest and also people like arthur he's he's like the ultimate accelerationist figure because he heightens the contradictions he does he heightens them baby he's the joker he's the (laughs) fucking joker baby (laughs) um and well i think it's what's important too is that it's not entirely coincidental is that a lot of people get very angry at the idea of having any kind of sympathy with the Joker's conditions. And I think that you do have to acknowledge that as Joker's talking points, mm. it's, it's somebody with legitimate rage because of the condition that he's in. And because mm. he has no education, you know, he's just, nobody has ever shown him a, a shred of kindness. He's ended up in this, in this space. And I think even though that scene wasn't, out at the time of the when the outrage started i think that you could sense that from the trailers and from what they were going for which is why the incel 
thing and why the white rage thing has been such uh, a sticking point for this movie because nobody wants to acknowledge the humanity of the people on the other side. And I can understand it. Like, fuck those people for like by and large, but you know, you also, we also can't be Robert Chipman about it. Under my society, the Joker would have been put into a camp of genetically <laughs> inferior beings. Yeah, and if, if, if you know, if, if a lot of these people were shown a bit of fucking, like, solidarity and support, then so much of this shit could have been avoided. And I think that is something that the movie says that is just, like, objectively true. And I think liberals hate thinking about that. 100 percent it's like not even like him as an arthur fleck as an adult now what happened to him as a child to create that that yeah. is not a fantastical part of the movie you know it, it, it may be hitting you over the head with this metaphor or whatever but w- you can't look at it and say well that's not that doesn't happen in the real world that 100 percent is the real world yeah. and people who fall through the cracks like that <sighs> even if they're white and angry or whatever, you know, we shouldn't ignore the larger issues of of the marginalized as, you know, the, the question of his mental illness is not totally defined. You know, that is marginalized as much as uh, as anybody else is when they fall through the cracks. Absolutely. There was um, I, I tried to find it because to me it was symbolic of all the shit discourse that the liberals have had around it. I couldn't. But there was a specific tweet a while ago, and it was someone just being like, oh, I saw the Joker, and it was about a white man, like, oh not getting good health care. Like, that happens to, like, LGBTQ people and, and POCs all the time. And it's like, hey, have you heard about disabled people? Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't count if you're white. Yeah, if, if you're trying to play, like, the fucking, like, the woke word game, just be like, ah, well, you know, you are exempt from this kind of oppression because X and Y, but, like, you yeah. forget about, like, disability. It's like, you're, you're shit even at, the like, the thing you're trying to do. Like, you're bad at liberal id poll even. It fucking sucks. It genuinely pisses me off. It's so bad. I think most liberals are actually fucking terrible at id poll. It, this latest ra- run of just jokerifying intensely absurd situations has led to you know the io caucus the whole fucking discourse around that bullshit and then people saying like i can't believe people are making fun of pete Buttigieg as a rat this is homophobic <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like we could have had the opportunity to have the first gay president who's a cia asset yeah and it's just like they're so <laughs> fucking stupid they don't give a shit about gay people. They don't give a shit about the fact that, like, his policies would be disastrous for for everyone, but especially, like, the marginalized. And it's like, you know, they don't give a shit what gay, like, LGBTQ people actually want because polls show that, like, Bernie Sanders is, like, the highest approval president among those groups. The thing that came out today about him on his website where he talks about, like, creepily vague terms about compulsory service for every american service guarantees citizenship how do you think (laughs) that's gonna go for trans people in the current (laughs) you know armed forces setup you know if you're not looking at these underlying issues no no reese it's gonna be woke the fascist (laughs) empire will be woke as shit it's gonna be super woke they definitely won't all get murdered by their squad mates it's gonna be dope pete is like the most disgusting candidate to me so I want to 
touch upon the discourse a little more before we wrap up. The Joker premiered at, I forget, I don't know what the film festival it was. It was a very prestigious film festival, and it got a standing ovation. And Clara Jeffrey, <laughs> of editor-in-chief of Mother Joan, popped off the discourse <laughs> with this tweet. Oh, hell yeah. Hard to read reviews of the Joker and look back on Heath Ledger's performance that make no mention of the Aurora shooting. Seems pertinent. Seems dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, movies make people kill people. This dude named Mike Duncan, who has, who's a podcast guy, challenges her and she says, No, Mike, I'm talking about how the shooter made himself up like Joker and had writings about it and did his atrocity at the Bane movie premiere. This is based on total hysteria starting off because the guy who the Aurora, Colorado shooting, the guy didn't know shit about Batman, had red hair and chose it because it was the movie coming out. And that was a, a police chief across the country, just like, just for some reason, was just like, yeah, he dressed up like the Joker. He loves the Joker. He just had green hair or something. He, no, his he, hair was fucking like red pink. They later and, clarified and, that that was like the Joker thing was n nothing. Yeah, exactly. He said he dyed his hair red because he felt that was powerful. He doesn't oh know God. Batman at all. He just picked it. And this sparked the stupidest media discourse and <laughs> the best media discourse I have ever experienced where the Joker, with having nobody seen the movie except for like Italian film critics, <laughs> this making the movie into whatever they need to be. Eh, bopity boopity. Eh, Joker is uh, so primavera. Eh, kissing my fingers. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> I cannot believe your Italian review did not mention the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> eh, the Joker is a bambino. What? <laughs> Isn't that like a child? Yes. All right, little baby Joker. Baby Joker, that's the next thing. Yeah, fucking be, Baby yeah. Yoda. Now it's ba Baby <laughs> fucking Peanut. Baby Joker. Oh, fuck. No, please. The U.S. Army issues a warning that the Joker movies are going to become a target. And Hell it's yeah. all this discourse and about what this means and what the motivation behind it was. There are a lot of people who kind of talked about it like it was a conservative outrage a lot of people blamed like incel stuff, but it's really like this. This wasn't like an incel movie. Like conservatives liked it, I would say overall, and kind of like liked the the Joker becoming aspect of it. But I don't think they were particularly latching onto it. And all insects, uh, insects, incels <laughs> care about same thing. Uh, <laughs> all they care about is whether or not, in their immediate sphere, whether or not kissing is occurring. <laughs> and kissing occurring, they are extremely pissed off. And that's not really an issue with the Joker at all. It's not, not a flashpoint for them in any way. The women in it, you know, there's his mom and the neighbor, and they're not really presented in any kind of way that are enticing to the chowderheads that are incels. And to me, it is very much similar. You know, maybe it's just me imbuing myself on the Joker discourse. I don't know. I think they objectified that old doctor lady. <laughs> I think she was a little <laughs> bit too sexy. Right. Made out with her. 
<laughs> I thought it was weird when the Joker made out with I had to take a little five minute break after that scene. Yeah. I got too randy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but they made out for like 10 straight minutes and it was like got super close up and yeah, yeah. It was even weirder when they just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Joker's trip, baby. <laughs> just fucks on live tv that would have been an interesting twist on the movie to be honest that's that's his trick you get what you fucking deserve and he just spooges <laughs> to me the core of the panic was a liberal panic it was not unlike the bernie bro panic because it's oh there's still that's still going oh yeah i mean it's still going on but i think it comes from the same place where if you see any kind of acknowledgement of class consciousness of anybody who's down on their luck and is presented in an illiberal way, this is a direct threat. And it immediately becomes coded as misogynistic and racist. And I don't think the movie is like perfect in its portrayals, but I also I think, think it is. <laughs> you think the movie is perfect. I think it was perfect in every way. But All I right. think that the hysteria around it is very much a knee-jerk reaction around that. And I think a lot of the people who are comfortable, have health insurance, look at it, and they're just like, my word, should we be encouraging that in this atmosphere? Yeah. They're, they're the ones that identify with the shitty people the Joker kills. All these like rich liberals who are just like they cannot in any way empathize or connect with a marginalized, mentally ill loser. And they're just like, I identify with the fucking frat boys, or probably more likely the Thomas Wayne or Murray. They see that and they just like, oh no. They're like that guy on like CBS. There was like this guy who completely freaked the fuck out about Bernie being a socialist and saying that they're going to do executions in the fucking park. Yeah, Chris they Matthew. are. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. To be fair, it would be the first time a U.S. president ever killed anyone, so it'd be big. big... <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's amazing <laughs> that people don't realize this, but America's actually been an extremely peaceful country. <laughs> <laughs> also, posting, you... posting my visual memes. Yeah, visual medium. <laughs> Alton, could you could you transcribe that in your incredible Bernie impression, please? <laughs> I am once again asking, which park does Chris Matthews go to? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, Bernie, do it. Light him up. <laughs> fucking light him up. Holy shit. Get, give him what he fucking deserves. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I just want to, like, the Bernie bro thing, the panic, like, the similarities of this panic of, like, this illiberal screed against this unjust, shitty system that kills people. Like, they're upset about people being rude to, you know, the benefactors of a system which actively kills people. And I just want to read one of the best tweets, the CNN like story about this. That's like 2020 race. Some Sanders fans use hostile tactics to drown out critics. And let me just list off some of them that they're <laughs> freaking the fuck out about that people are being rude to Pete Buttigieg. Nothing but respect for my commander in cheese. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then a picture of Pete with like rat ears and 
uh, rat face, which, I mean, he already has a rat face, but it's just a little bit more ratty. That picture of Pete Buttigieg as a rat before CNN showed it had 14 likes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now has 30,000. Good job, idiots. People fucking love it. The thing about all these liberal panics, whether it's about the Bernie bros or about Joker, is the dominant feeling in them is always just fear. And I got to be honest, I love it. (laughs) There has been this ideological hegemony for decades now that they have been the benefactors of. And there's so many people openly talking about class, openly discussing things or making art in this illiberal way, like Joker. I I have to imagine they can just feel this massive crack in like capitalist realism, you know, in this dominant ideology. And just like, oh, people are noticing that the crack is getting bigger. The libs are just shitting themselves. And it makes me so happy. Absolutely. True. Um, I think Todd Phillips is a director who is mean-spirited, nihilistic. And I think he likes protests like this in a sense where it's like, it's awesome when people kill cops. Just because cops are the authority. His very first movie was a documentary about Gigi Allen. And if you're not aware, Gigi Allen was this just totally buck wild, actually mentally ill performer who would shit himself on stage, get in fights. He said his dream was to kill himself on stage in front of a live audience. And that's something I we've completely forgot to mention is like this whole time, the Joker never intended to go after Murray. Like there's a scene where he rehearses the jokes. It's very cute, actually, where he like sets up a a shower curtain over his door and pushes them aside to like... Uh, simulate the curtains on stage and he like practices this joke he's gonna tell like he tells that exact same joke but with a different punchline that what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons and treats him like trash the punchline that he originally comes up with he pulls out the gun and blows his own brains out yeah 100 percent. gg allen influence there and i think that Tom Phillips is not thinking about the economic forces as much as it seems in the movie. I think that a lot of it is very much cribbed because this is a Scorsese movie from the 80s. He had a specific tone that he was going for. That class consciousness, that illiberal anti-authority tone is enough. And you had a great tweet, Kay, which is why I was excited about having you on, where you're just like, yeah, why don't we just seed this movie to the right-wingers? That seems like a great idea. (laughs) And I think that's 100% true. It's like we shouldn't seed this one to the right-wingers. Who gives a shit if one angry gamer loves this movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's our movie. Even if I don't think it's overtly political, I think we just have to take it and we just be like, maybe the whole thing's a fantasy and the Joker is just excusing his shitty behavior. Maybe it doesn't actually think all this stuff is as left wing as we think it is. Who cares? It's ours. It's like I said, one of the most confusing things about the movie is that despite the fact that you're rooting for the Joker the whole fucking time... When I was watching it, I really got the impression that I was supposed to be horrified by, like, the cops getting beat up 
and by like the frat boys mm-hmm. getting shot and like Murray getting his head blown off. Every single time it was just sort of like this dramatic music would swell. Like the language of the film and how it was presenting these scenes was making it seem like, oh no, now the Waynes are going to go into the alleyway and get shot. <laughs> This is so dramatic and sad, and you're just like, hell yeah! Get him! That's why I think it's a good movie, and not just good for a comic book movie. Cancel me all you want. I think it's a good movie, because I think it straddles that line, where it can be both things, and you can read into it that specific way. And I think that if it had been more explicitly leftist, this movie would not have gotten made. And Definitely so. Not. And so I think that these kinds of ends Fucking Joker are starts an irony bro podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Felix uh, and Pod Save America. <laughs> Iran gets what it fucking deserves. Nuclear weapons. <laughs> yes. yes. That was my real Joker laugh right there. Uh, <laughs> That was all, that was authentic. I'm, I'm enamored with the idea of people who maybe don't already hate rich people watching this movie and seeing the Waynes get shot and and thinking, huh? Why do I feel like that was a good thing? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Like well, to me, that's powerful shit. Like because Todd Phillips just sees himself as some vague, edgy anti-establishment guy, even though he's just some fucking rich prick. Mm-hmm. But by accurately depicting what class society is like to some degree you don't have to do the rest by accurately depicting it you've made something that is anti-class society because it's just Mm -hmm. shit no one likes it until a while ago it was like nobody ever saw me even i didn't know if i really existed arthur i have some bad news for you You don't listen, do you? I don't think you ever really hear me. You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. But you don't listen anyway. I said for my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. They've cut our funding. We're closing down our offices next week. The city's cut funding across the board. Social services is part of that. This is the last time we'll be meeting. Okay. They don't give a shit about people like you, Arthur. And they really don't give a shit about people like me either. Well, I think, too, is that the people who are interpreting it the other direction don't like the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's another important thing. Yeah. Is that they they see it and they're just like, ooh, this is how distasteful. (laughs) You can't um, joke about that. Yeah, and, and that's they're the fucking fucking doctor off of the Murray show. You can't joke about that. Um, before we go, I do want to say in this discourse, I want to read the tweet 
that I responded to that got me blocked over the Discord. <laughs> Priscilla Page is a film critic. I think she's better than Bob Chipman. <laughs> That's not uh, hard. Yeah, exactly. The high bar. But <laughs> she was talking about how Todd Phillips was saying, why are people complaining about the Joker's violence but have no problem with John Wick 3? And Priscilla Page did this tweet that was basically saying that the violence in John Wick 3 didn't count, but the violence in Joker does. John Wick 3 is one of the most fucking just balls-to-the-wall bloody films I've ever seen. Just so explicitly violent and just like amoral in a way where it's just like well we're just everybody's everybody's bad here so i'm just gonna kill seven hundred thousand yeah. people that's very common in like fucking like violent action movies it's like there's just nondescript criminals they did a crime and that means their lives are forfeit to our protagonist yeah nothing terrifying about that yeah and jack allison quote tweeted this and was making fun of her and i was and my response was something like oh come on and and i along with every single person who responded to this got blocked and our favorite <laughs> movie critic over, over this Joker discussion, Devin Faraci was like, Jack Allison is mentally ill. No one should pay attention to him. <laughs> oh, he's fucking just like, twisted. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, why are you going here based on, you know, some light criticism based on what you, this is your job is to talk about movies. And somebody was like, this is a little silly. It didn't call, wasn't insulting to her or anything. And the response is to like any Joker based pushback is just immediately this person is mentally ill. You know, we have to block all of these toxic <laughs> oh, bros. That, that's not, that's know. not fucking uh, problematic at all. <laughs> yeah, it was very ironic, all things considered. Exactly. I, I think the thing is that like it is true that like these liberals, like the comfortable liberal establishment they don't fucking see another human being that they should engage with and empathize with they see like the dirty hobo on like the street who asks them for a dollar and they fucking piss their pants walking away from because it's so distasteful to them to acknowledge the realities of like what their fucking society has produced i'm cis and although i am half mexican i'm very white very <laughs> very pale so i don't really get to claim any poc status so i i try to stay in my lane but something i do know a little bit about is what it's like <laughs> to deal with mental illness not only in my own life but just like people i've known who have had to go to hospitals my sister works in uh different psychiatric care jobs and the lack of empathy towards any kind of neurodivergent person is so fucking real and it is something that no matter how id poll most of these people are isn't addressed in the same way which is fucked up because as Kay points out uh i think you this was from your video if not i'm sure it's in the same ballpark uh disability is the one marginalized position that any one of us could transition to at any time and the lack of empathy towards it is so fucked up. And that is why, like, I have sympathy for the Joker, to quote the Chapo episode. It's, I think, very easy to. You don't have to like actually doing murders. But to be clear, we all do. We all yeah. really oh, yeah. like I mean, it. We do. <laughs> yeah, just like us personally. Yeah. I'm trying to... I'm trying to uh, you know, have I'm talking about the listeners here. Oh, okay. Maybe they're not. They haven't come all the way on murder yet. They haven't uh, fully jokerified yet. So, am I talking about out my ass here? I, I know we should wrap up, but this is kind of the final thing. 
No, I think you're completely right. I think you're completely right. And I don't think uh, I don't think in my disability video I talked about that, but that's a super good point that I might have talked about at some point. Just that, yeah, anyone could become disabled. Even the wokest, biggest id poll liberals, they, they'll, they'll tell you all about all these marginalized groups they're not a part of and how this relates to them. They'll always forget disabled people. Yeah. And they would happily eugenics all of us away. In an oh, instant. fucking especially like, pieces of shit like Bob Chipman. <laughs> yeah, like Bob Chipman, like, he's easy to dunk on, but he is the archetypical liberal. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He would put us all in fucking, like, institutions immediately. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so interesting about him is because there is nothing, nothing overtly superior about him. Like, you can, you can look, at, look at some of the other people making that argument and say, like, oh, they're rich or they came from a good family or whatever. It's just like, by all metrics, Bob Chipman should be on our side. He should be one of our Bernie bro goblins just hooting and hollering into the void. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, you know, I, as a fat and ugly person, I don't vote <laughs> Chipman for being fat and ugly. <laughs> roast him because he's a fat and ugly person that believes he should lay waste to the state of North Carolina yeah it's like people don't get that like leftist critique of Bob Chipman is significantly different from the chuds and kiwi farm assholes who go after him because they're like oh he's an SJW and he's fat and ah, ha 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 it's so funny and let's be real he's posting cringe yeah, he's posting cringe. He posts cringe all the fucking time. No matter what side of the political aisle you fall on, that is funny as shit. Let me be clear. <laughs> that will always be funny. But the thing that makes him a figure that sticks in our minds and always gets fucking brought up in every single Vigatwito episode, that he's just <laughs> a constant figure looming over us that could be brought up at any fucking second, <laughs> is the fact that he is... The most disgusting piece of shit. And yet, he is, like, the most eugenics person I know. Yeah, Yeah, he seems to think he's the master race or something. He is, like, old-timey progressive eugenics. The whole eugenics movement wasn't started necessarily out of people like the nazis although they fully adopted it oh they liked it a lot yeah they it was like a progressive movement almost it was like these people we're gonna further society by killing and sterilizing a bunch of non-desirables these people thought that they were doing the right thing and bob chipman is just falls into like every single mental trap that people in the fucking early 20th century did when it comes to eugenics yeah and like hundreds of thousands of people were murdered. and yeah. uh he might think he's right but we should always be there to tell him no bob <laughs> shut the fuck up bob just shut well, the fuck up well the you thing guys- is is that thank god he's a marvel loving dipshit and not like a doctor who sees native american patients in the 1950s sterilizing them without their knowledge and bob chipman is always like you know you'll find that i agree with you about a lot of things they're like except the eugenics part (laughs) yeah it's like he doesn't get how that makes him a fucking social pariah on the left and like how fucking serious uh, a transgression that is it's like you fucking said you're the fucking idiot who said it's a shame the Nazis ruined eugenics for everyone. Like 
think about what you fucking said. People aren't mad because you like said a problematic word once. Your ideas are like fundamentally horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the deal. All right. My final thoughts on the Joker. I don't give a shit if it's a Martin Scorsese ripoff. That's the right ripoff. Good directors is is a great idea. More big tent movies should do it and movies in general. You know, you you build on movies before. I think it's a good ass movie with good ass lessons to kill cops and TV show hosts. Yes. <laughs> Alton, any final thoughts on the Joker? Just one. I'm the Joker, baby. I am the Joker, and um, I think that really this movie is pure catharsis, um, especially if you feel like you're slowly being driven insane by the Democratic primaries. I honestly recommend that you watch this movie because <laughs> it will scratch that itch that Joanne Reed put in your brain when she said something in- stupid and ridiculous. And it, it's like... I think one thing that's interesting about this in like relation to like more explicitly leftist critiques is that I don't know if this kind of catharsis is sort of deactivating in the the same way that some other things are. You know what I mean? Cuz like one of mm-hmm. the things that people criticize catharsis for is like it takes that genuine emotional upset and response to something and diffuses it by, you know, making you laugh or whatever. I've heard that critique before, but I don't know if, like, this isn't explicitly leftist, so it's not explicitly catharsis in that same way. So it's interesting. I think that we should always be wary about the revolutionary feelings being packaged and sold back to us yeah, as a, yes. as a way to kind of tampen things down. But I feel the catharsis in the Joker, and I want to feel it again. You know, the only other... (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking true. Like, that's the thing, is that Kay has talked about this in, like, his neoliberal re-commodification of, like, revolutionary ideas. We know that this movie wasn't made to sell revolutionary ideas to us because the guy who made it wasn't fucking trying to. Yeah. That honestly makes it more pure in some ways. I think you're right because yeah interpassivity is what you call it when like you get satisfaction for an action that you like watch in a movie Mm -hmm. as if you had done it but yeah this isn't quite the same thing and instead it just it leaves you thinking about it in a different way and it's it's kind of exciting i think too is that even if there are some compromise aspects to it i think that that this much was smuggled into a movie at all is awesome the joker socialist revolution movie is not going to get made by wb it's just not (laughs) (laughs) as much as i'd love to see it but you know we did get something pretty good and the only other movie which is a whole lot more explicit i can think of with revolutionary themes and the joker is better because it ends up being more vague about it and you have to come think about it more even if a lot of aspects of the joker are obvious is the the latest Purge movie, which mm. is explicitly a black director saying black people need to stop buying into the American system and rise up against Trump. That is the explicit, sorry, spoiler for the last Purge movie. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it has a, uh, a black man choking 
a full-on Nazi in blackface to death as like its triumphal final kill. <laughs> and that's the only thing that gets close in terms of imagery of the Joker. And I think it's good to have these movies out there. I think it's good to feel that catharsis just so your brain can go there so you're not beaten down. It's not the same as organizing or whatever. It's not the same as posting, which is activism. <laughs> fucking is, though, because like, like I remember for so fucking long, all like the irony podcast bros, you know, like ch the Chapo Trap House guys were like, you know, posting isn't politics. And, <laughs> and the fucking mainstream media every day is more and more convinced that it is and so in a way now it kind of is politics the president posts folks it's yeah exactly <laughs> bernie sanders talked about in that big interview that he said he doesn't do press releases anymore because people only give a shit what he says on twitter maybe Crazy. that's not the way the world should be but that's what it, it, is. What it yeah. is another good reason for these sorts of things to exist though is uh normalization mm -hmm. normalization has been an incredible tool for the status quo. Uh, and I think that just putting shit out where like class conflict is even alluded to where class society is shown is maybe kind of a shit thing. Just making that just a normal idea that floats around in the culture, I think is huge. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Kay, any other final thoughts about the Joker before we finally wrap up? It's good. It's good. I, I like it just like from a film nerd perspective. I like it from a, a thematic perspective, from a socialist perspective. I'm glad it exists. If we're going to get fucking comic book movies until we all fucking drown <laughs> and boil to death simultaneously, I'd like if they were about stuff. So We, we all drown in boiling Mountain Dew. In boiling Mountain Dew, yeah. yeah. In, under the, the, the uh, iron fist of Chipman. <laughs> uh, God Emperor, of course. With the final mention of Bob Chipman, that's going to do it for us. Kay, can you tell us where people can find you and your good content online? Hell yeah. You can find me on YouTube. My channel is called Kay and Skittles. Uh, Skittles is my ferret who's cool as fuck. And uh, I make videos about shit like this. And uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter also at Kay and Skittles. Come uh, be nice to me online. Yeah, my uh, my latest video was called "The Social Model" about disability and how it interacts with capitalism. I suppose if you don't interact with any of uh, Kay's other shit, you should watch that. Uh, but you should also check out Skittles because he is a dope little dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that video I thought was excellent, and we need more stuff like that out there. Yeah, Thank I you. also really quite like um, your video on the neoliberal politics of Fallout. I highly recommend that one to people because I think that goes into some of the topics we were discussing earlier about like how uh, neoliberalism can reclaim uh, revolutionary sentiments and sell them back to us. Yeah, recuperation, I suppose. Yeah, that's a very important thing people should be aware of because as like leftist movements gain popularity – it becomes more and more obvious when people are just trying to like use that to sell shit to us. Yeah. All right. Check out Twitter. Vigatwato. The first letters of video game are the worst thing on earth. We have a Patreon at Vigatwato. You can find me at twitter.com slash your very good bud. You can find Alton at twitter.com slash eight Alton eight. And you can check him out on YouTube. Uh, uh, Alton plays where he has, the first 20 episodes <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I haven't updated them yet. It's, it just takes a lot of time. It's boring. 
It's a pain in the ass for like, you know, some people like it, but like 11 people like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's like not the most popular way to listen to a podcast is on YouTube. Some people do it, but like uh, most people I think have like a an RSS feed. Check out our website at videogamesoftheworst.pinecast.co with links to everything that we've mentioned. Absolutely. And I would like to say the one good thing about uploading them to YouTube is that where we get the best people who are mad at us about what we've said. <laughs> yeah. I need to go we've check been... those comments. So that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, that's life. That's life. So I'm recording this the day after Super Tuesday, Super Wednesday, if you will. And I just want to remind you all, no matter what, we have to just continue to embrace our inner Joker. I don't want any of that doom and gloom shit. I want that Joker freakout shit. All right. Without further ado, here are the Patreons. I'm going to read both tiers because I feel like that's what Joker would do. So here are the Baby Puzzler and the Powerful Poster tiers of our Patreon. A Wingless Monkey, Dana, The Senate Dragon, Eggs, Ellen Kimberly, Higgins the Seagull, Jack Sammons, Jarhead Kuntz, Jordan, Kyle Reederman, Mike, Nathan Melby, New Dark Cloud, Nick Rubin, Pretty Fly for a Wife Guy, a.k.a. Conky, Robert Miles, Steven Aceta, Tholos, Tom Devan, The Video Game Man, and Lan, a.k.a. YSR715. Thank you so much for your support. Later. But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out What's the difference between the snowman and the snowwoman? Snowballs. <laughs> <laughs>